Welcome back. This is Fantastic Pains and How We Hide Them. I'm not Chris. And I'm not Karina. But we're here together. As usual. For more fun times and shenanigans. Yeah. And we are ow today. At least <laughs> I am ow. I don't know if you are like as ow, but I'm lots of ow. No, I'm medicated and ow. It's all so, the ow. Yeah. It's not, not a good time. I'm not enjoying it. Mm-mm. She said as she tried to rip her fingers off. She's just trying to rip herself up. To anyway, it's fine. if this is your first time here, welcome. It gets weirder from here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is our sibling duo um, about life with chronic and invisible conditions. We and have the EDS, yes. which is Ehlers-Danlos, and we have the hypermobile type. Yes. Or type 3. Or type 3. Used to be type 3. It's now hypermobility yeah. type. Um, and then we have an, an array of uh comorbidities yeah that go along with that and mental illnesses it's fun we got the whole package mm-hmm. we tried it so you didn't have to <laughs> i mean you still can if you want but no, you don't have to no pressure boycott the eds <laughs> Just don't do it where can they find us um you can find us on youtube hi hi youtube um we're also on spotify audible um what's the other big google one podcasts. google podcast yep. and then a couple small ones yep. but not apple so don't Never look us on apple we also have a website yes. where you can use that you can use as like a hub yep. for all of our content mm-hmm. and we have blog posts and also a discord yes for complaining and relating to people yes and advice because some of those people um like we all have different pieces of the puzzle i feel like yeah but when we come together we can gather those pieces in one place. Oh, yeah. Which it's, is just it's, we always have an answer for something. Fascinating to me. It's so cool. Yeah. Um. So we we really love and respect our elder EDSers because there's a lot of wisdom to be shared, mm-hmm. and we get to enjoy that on our Discord. So check it out. We also have a TikTok <laughs> where all the nonsense goes. Yep. Oh, just me. And now she's dying. <laughs> Dead. For no, your entertainment. For your... <laughs> Karina fakes her death? Question mark exclamation There's point. the clickbait. There you go. Ah! <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> it's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> no. What are we going to talk about today? Oh, today we are going to talk about our, our kind of broad topic is fear as a whole. Yeah. Right. Um, and then breaking that down into how fear impacts us when it comes to dealing with discomfort, um, both physically and mentally. And then maybe get into some of the different aspects of how we experience those things in the real world exactly yeah but first differences yes but first it is time for the weekly recap check-in indeed let's do it (laughs) i don't remember anything no that's not true i do we just did recap last night we should be easy (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my god you want me to go first i'll go because i have stuff Oh, I yes. actually have things that happened. Yes. So I saw oh, David. I want to hear about David. Yes. David was fun. He I, always is. I was excited to go see him. And when it was it was after all the snow too, so I was like really not wanting to go. I was like, mm-hmm. it's so cold and it's not going to be fun, and mm-hmm. it sucked. We had to leave an hour early to get there just barely on time. Awful. Yeah. No, but we got in and everything went well. Good. Um, he was telling us his COVID stories because he's had it multiple times. Yeah. And it like, he thought he was going to die. Oh my God. He was running fevers of 103 plus mm-hmm. and he, he didn't know it was COVID at first because he had no respiratory symptoms at all. Yeah. None. Yeah. Just everything else. 
So he thought he was food poisoned at first, and then he thought it might be a bacterial infection. And he went to the ER, and they treated him like shit. <laughs> They're like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just COVID. And they sent him on his little merry Rude. It's just COVID. It's yeah. just the worst thing you'll have. <laughs> General. Yeah. Well, and he said since since he's had COVID, getting normal sick has been yeah. way worse, too. Like, he was, mm-hmm. he was in Europe two weeks before I saw him. Like, we saw him the day he oh, got wow. back. And so he spent Thanksgiving in Europe and he had a good time, but he yeah. was sick the last three days and it was sick, sick. Like he was out, out and he was telling us how bad it was and not great. No good. Mm-mm. There's a lot of sick going around. Yeah. And the COVID does affect everything. Apparently. Yes. The vid. The vid. What else did we talk about? Everything else is pretty, pretty normal. It was just like, check up. How you doing? Yeah. How are your knees? Oh, that sucks. <laughs> bummer buddy yeah and then you know oh they were we were looking at maybe doing them for primary care what does that mean so like they oh using them for primary care right I thought you said denver primary care oh no no like, them what? for oh, okay because like they had a little um paper on the like sign-in stuff it was like yeah ask us about our, our primary care that would be so nice to have it just all in one place i thought so but it's not david so Oh, it would be somebody else in it. You know how there's two buildings now? Yeah. So it'd be someone in the other building and oh. then him. I was hoping that it was him for all of it. I'd be like, right. If it, You're if like, you yeah, could all do it. combine it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I, I found Libby. Oh, good. She is working there. Really? Yeah. So I'll be able to just make appointments with Libby now, which will be great. That's so cool. I'm really excited. Oh, that's awesome. You get to have your team back. Yeah. Everybody. That's fantastic. What a lucky go. <laughs> Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh my Especially God. considering I lost like mine. Yeah. Well, and you had such a great team going. Yeah. That like super valuable to be able to find them and have them all in one place. How yeah. cool. And now I get to keep them. That's so cool. All the that. right people. Aw. Um, and then I uh fell down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And I, I, it wasn't like one of those tumble gently down the stairs kind of things. It was the one where I went head over my my feet and landed on my chin. At the bottom and smashed a tooth. Two. Two, yeah. This one broke and this one's just bits. Yeah. So I'm going to have to have that looked at. That makes all of me hurt mm-hmm. thinking about it. Oh, it was bad. It was bad, bad. Ugh. How did you fall down the stairs? I couldn't feel it. Like with my feet. Oh. So it slipped and I didn't know it slipped until it was too late. Like Oh yeah, that like you don't know you're falling until you're like, Oh wait, why am I horizontal? Right. So I wasn't even like oh, God. ready to catch myself, yeah. which is why I hit it just you were falling and yeah. then you hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Stop falling. It was like from halfway up though, so it wasn't the whole stairs. But I was just Well, going... you would have just gone head over and then broke your you wouldn't have broken your neck. We have UVS. But Sprained that it. sucked. <laughs> sprained my really neck bad. yeah i think one of my ribs would got messed up too like it was floating for a while yeah that was fun great mm-hmm. so exciting i mean other than that it was an okay week <laughs> like you know after that like super traumatic event it was fun well i, <laughs> I didn't let it bring me down i, I guess well, i was the rest of the week was good a good week we're gonna talk about that later also. oh yeah we also have <laughs> Oh, we, we we kind of talked about Thanksgiving before, but Jen yeah. is still recouping. Mm-hmm. She's been getting tension headaches since then yeah. and had yeah. to miss work yesterday. She blacked out. Oh, no. She got home. She was going to go inside, grab something, and she blacked out in the car <gasps> in the driveway. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
It was bad. She needs to take some time off. I know. Like for reals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad, bad. Oof. She so works super hard too. That's next on the agenda is to get Jen to yeah. calm. <laughs> yeah, take some time off and stop doing the do. Yeah. They say do the do, but don't. Mm-mm. No, don't do the do when you're blacking out and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. Was Jeez, there anything else? Those. I mean, we did live. Yeah. We got to see all of our, our regulars and we met some new people. Welcome, that was Doggo. really cool. Welcome, Doggo. That was awesome. That was really Getting cool to talk to you. I'm really excited for um, having just more voices. Yeah. Many voices is kind of our theme. So the more people, the better. And it was just cool. It was cool to have somebody just organically find our channel and be like, yeah, no, this is cool. I'll yeah. stay. I'll stay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. We find the right people. People are crazy. It's great. <laughs> and they have a peacock. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. In the pet stab. I have to go see. check out it's really the cool. pet stab. They yeah. Have a peacock and doggo and kitty. Huh. That's cool. Now it's your turn. It is my turn. So let's see. Sunday I was super productive, right? Because I bribed oh, yeah, myself yeah. with a coming hop. over. Yeah. I was like, I can go see my brother if I get the cleaning done. And so I bribed myself, got the cleaning done, pushed through really hard. But I did it in such a way, like I took breaks. I did. Mm-hmm. I would like take breaks while vacuuming. I would finish an area and then go take a break and then come back to it. I know how to pace and I do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, just push through until you faint. No, you weren't dead when you got here. No. So it obviously it worked. Yeah. But I did give myself the exercise induced MCAS. Yeah. yeah. And then that lasted into two. Monday. And then Monday was just bad because the storm was coming in mm-hmm. and I was not having a good time. I was totally miserable. <clears throat> and friend of podcast summer was totally miserable too. We were not having fun. Um, let's see. Yeah. So the snowstorm Tuesday, we really wanted a snow day and it didn't happen. I was really upset, but I was also a mess. And so I was like, I texted my boss. I'm like, I am bad. I'm yeah. just bad. I'm having a horrible time. I'm struggling really hard. I will be in when I can. Yeah. But I'll be late. Which was a good thing that I didn't leave because um, my husband slipped on the ice and hit his head again. <laughs> and called me at like 730. And I got in the car in my pajamas with my hair all greasy and went and got him. And we went to urgent care. And we sat there for a long time. And then from urgent care, they were like, go to the ER because of the proximity of head injuries. Oh, yeah. You got to do imaging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we went to the ER, waited there for a long time, got the imaging done. And they were like, you need to stay. And we were like, I can't because I was starting to flush mm-hmm. really bad. And then as soon as we stood up to go, I flushed hard, like hard. I almost passed out. And so we went home and both of us took a nap because we were just so exhausted. So that was from 730 in the morning to, I don't know, like 1 o'clock, 130, maybe even 2 o'clock. I don't even know. But it was late. It was bad. And so I took a stress nap. (laughs) It was a fun time. Woo! Um, Yeah. So that was that. And then luckily it is a very mild concussion, by the way, so. Nothing too scary. We're very thankful mm-hmm. that it wasn't that bad. Um, let's see what else. Wednesday, I got a lot of work done from home, which was nice. And then went to work, did my stuff, 
it was fine. Thursday was a day. I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> it was a normal day. Uh, it happened. I yeah. don't remember it. Oh, Wednesday, I saw you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we hung out for a minute. And then Friday live, and yeah. It was just a crazy week, and it was like high intensity for emotional output for mm. like kiddos but in a good way though yeah because it was i don't know it was just a reinforcement of the bonds that we're forming are super important and being able to be genuine and honest with the kids really makes a difference mm-hmm. so it was just it was interesting yeah it was a week and oh oh the thing that happened this week so I was digging around and I found that the like abdominal pain that I'm having and I kind of wondered before, but I wasn't sure of like terminology and all that, but somehow you put the right search terms in finally. And I think that it's just trigger points from scarring on the like iliopsoas band Mm -hmm. um, that are causing so many problems just in general. So the lower back pain, the abdominal pain, the chest pain, the nausea, the like, yeah, it's all, all the deferred of the, like, pain, crazy, and... yeah, all the like referred insanity. And so I emailed my doctor and was like, "Hey, I have an appointment with my massage therapist to work on this, but when we've worked on it in the past, I've almost passed out on the table or thrown up because the pain is just so un- like awful. Can we do um, trigger point injections in my abdomen?" And my PCP was like, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get you hooked up with that. Heck so yeah. an appointment on Monday to get with um, anesthesia to get that done. And I'm really excited because I'm like, if this helps, that takes care of like a huge chunk of what is making life so difficult for yeah. me right now. Because that is, it's a, it's a massive factor yeah. in what is knocking me down every day. So I'm really excited about that. So we'll see. Well, and also you had that that meeting that went well. Yeah, I did. So like work isn't going to be as bad. Yeah. So I met with my boss and then the director together uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, it was yesterday. Um, And was just like, hey, can we talk about like what I can do to manage my pain at work so that I don't have to keep leaving? And they were like, yeah, absolutely. You can like take your prescribed medication because you know how it affects you. And it'd be like if I took Benadryl, it can make you drowsy, but for some people it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And if you've been taking it, like, you know, you, you know yourself. Yep. And if it is affecting you, like you can go lock yourself in an office and do that. But he's like, the kids really miss you and you're not here on Wednesday. Um, so I'm going to have to talk to them about that. Cause I'm like, what if I came in late on Wednesday? I don't know. We'll see. But if, the trigger point injections help i don't know maybe i could be in the building yeah who knows well so, that's what we'll we're see. always saying it's, it gets different right right exactly so, so like your your outlook before was negative and like mm-hmm. how am i going to handle this and now there's something that might actually help you handle yes. it so like yeah so i'm like and that's yeah. a huge portion and then they said that because i was like is there a way that i could start to kind of like recoup some of my lost hours because mm. there is so much that I can do from home on my computer. Yeah. Um, and I can take stuff home with me and work over some of breaks. Um, and they were like, yeah, absolutely. We can do that. Just we'll have to be like task specific. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, I'm going to accomplish 
this within this time frame and this is how you will know that I've done it. Right. And that was exactly how I was like envisioning it anyway. Perfect. And so it went really well and it was like a 10 minute meeting max and it went well. <laughs> so I have um, some newfound hope, I think, in like there is a change coming. Yeah. Because I think that's where I get stuck is I get stuck on the like, yes, it gets different. But when? Yeah. <laughs> I, it will get different. But the right now sucks. When is the next different? Yeah. And so this will be the next like maybe this will help it be different. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. And then we'll be trying low-dose naltrexone in January. Oh, and one of the girls from the that pain group I was in uh, reached out to me. Yeah. And we've been chatting. So that's been cool. It's always nice to find more EDSers. Yeah. Not that any other chronic illness isn't welcome here. Right. Just, we can relate easier to it. Yeah. Well, and it's such a like strange thing because they're like, hey, do you get the blah, blah, blah? Because it's yeah. so weird. Some of the things we go through are just outright bizarre. Mm-hmm. And so finding other EDSers is fun because you get to be like, hey, that really weird thing. And then you're like, oh, my God, I see you and you see me. And it's mm-hmm. amazing. So, yeah, it's been it feels like change is coming. Yeah. Which is good. So we're getting there. I don't know. So, yeah. So, where do you want to start? Blair Witch Project 1. <laughs> no. So we're in the woods. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're shooting a documentary. <laughs> He's a monster. You want to talk fear? Let's talk fear. <laughs> yes. Let's talk fear, shall we? But fear related to pain and life. and Yeah. Well, just in general. The anticipation of fear. Even. Right. Right. So there's a story that I was told when I did my very first like pain group when I started at Kaiser, mm-hmm. which would have been like 2017, 18-ish. Um, and he was talking about a man who put a nail through his boot, like through his like up into his foot. And he was like screaming and freaking out and he was in so much pain, so much horrible pain. And then when they finally got the boot off of him at the emergency room, because they had to cut it off Mm because they were concerned about like what the damage might be and so on. They cut the boot off of him and the nail didn't even touch him. Mm -mm. So the nail went between his toes. But the anticipation of the fear or I'm sorry, the anticipation of the pain. And the fear of that pain mm-hmm. made it made hurt. it hurt, yeah. made his brain react as though that was pain. Mm-hmm. Right. So we know that pain is an extremely real experience, yeah. no matter where it's coming from. But it's interesting to think about the role that our attitude towards pain. Ha- I was going to say, yeah, right? our role in in pain. Because yeah. we can, we can, t- we can actually have an effect on it. Yes. And people don't realize. A lot of people don't realize. Right. It. Like you can amplify it through yeah. your God. fear. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's all that like cortisone. Yeah. Or cortisol. 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 Cortisone is different. That's mm-hmm. a medication. Sorry. But the cortisol levels can be triggered by that anticipation mm-hmm. and that fear because your brain is like amping up for this really negative experience. Yeah. And because we make it negative, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, it's like us through, well, at least me, because I we talked about this, I think, last week or something, about how I used to be afraid of needles. Yeah. 
and like i was like paranoid about doctors in general uh-huh. and now i don't even care i know me neither it's not a deal it's like hey we need to do a spinal tap i'm like go for it <laughs> done that yeah shoulder tap go for it knock yeah. yourselves out well and i was the same way and you. i remember <laughs> after the car accident <laughs> the first thing i said to my dad when he came and was like with me near the ambulance yeah am- blah, 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 blah. by the ambulance i was on the stretcher and i said daddy they're putting needles in me and he was like no actually it's a piece of plastic but at that point that was what i was concerned about was the needle right I was like i don't like this bit but, but now it's not even it doesn't yeah. even equate now i like to watch when they draw blood oh totally <laughs> or when they're placing an iv for something else or mm-hmm. when they do the orthogram is that the one with the x-ray or ultrasound where they oh yeah yeah the inject directly into the right the dye and the joint mm-hmm. that one's interesting to see oh all of it but yeah i used to be terrified of needles and terrified of dentists and yeah scared of the doctors and scared of like being vulnerable to all of this because it was such a negative thing in my mind yeah oh yeah <clears throat> well and it was like unbelievable because of the way we were raised, like yeah, you just doctors were not a part of the equation. Right, we were never. <laughs> I my brain just went socialized. We were never socialized with doctors. Yeah, they didn't put us in a room with doctors when we were little to get used <laughs> to, to them. Get like poked and prodded, and <laughs> we didn't practice with doctors when yeah. we were young. No. So it was a very different experience as adults to kind of work through becoming ill Mm -hmm. in that way like as the illness progressed we had to incorporate doctors back into our lives and we didn't know how to do that and it was scary and unknown oh all of it yeah i mean god like even the first time i got medicated like just in general they're Mm -hmm. like you need to take this for your your blood pressure Mm -hmm. that was like a big deal to me it's like oh no yeah. I have to take something daily? What's a wrong medication? with me? medication? Oh, my God. Now I'm like, 20 pills in the morning? Let's rock. Let's get going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's funny how, like, I used to be, I remember being afraid of swallowing pills because I was afraid of choking. Yeah, as a kid, especially. And now, yeah, like, I, I used to have to take them, like, one at a time if I had to take anything more than one. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, there's 12 pills in here. We're just going to dump All it, of it, chug it real quick and call it a day. Yeah. And it just doesn't feel like anything anymore. Mm. And so after that pain, or I'm sorry, after that fear kind of dissipated through experience, it's been easier to build more things in, I guess. Yeah. Or to experience more things that might have been scary at the beginning. Yeah. Well, like even you... an MRI was terrifying. Yeah. If you think about it, the way we, we mitigate the fear is by knowing what's going on. Yes. Like, that's why we're always asking questions and wanting to watch. Because right. then we know what's happening. Exactly. Like, it's not scary when you know, understand yeah. it. Right. Well, that's <clears throat> that's the thing, I think, is that... And I, it's hard to speak about fear of pain in general because it's different for everybody. Yeah. And especially when you're talking about chronic illness versus people who are generally healthy and well. Because people who are generally healthy and well fear is prominent in that right because pain equal bad Mm -hmm. pain means that something is horribly wrong with you yeah and that's how they imagine it and that's why there's more fear in that so people 
like i don't know have you talked to well people where they're like oh my god i had to have like a procedure done i did like blah 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 yes absolutely um and you're like oh yeah yeah i had that done that. <laughs> like whatever whatever and they're right. like oh it was horrible right yeah i uh, i feel bad too because i don't want to yeah. be comparative or anything but right well and that's the thing is that like they're not wrong in their responses right. it hurt really bad and it was scary yeah it <laughs> but is it's just because it was new and mm-hmm. they didn't uh, you know it like you said it's it's the difference yeah since we're, we're in pain all the time it's not a an alarm right. bell anymore exactly it's just the dead battery yeah it's like that's... okay because <laughs> that's that's how i like to think about it and that's how i explain it to people when they're like well if that hurts get it checked out and you're like no you don't understand everything hurts all the time right and it's also fine and they're like wait no that's not fine and you're like no that's fine it's really okay mm-hmm. to just be in pain because that's our normal a good example is jen when she had her first surgery done she had um oh, her yeah. nose had to be like the septum, yeah, septum. Yeah. was was fixed and it hurt all the time for mm-hmm. like two weeks yeah and halfway through she looked at me and she goes i understand now and i'm like yeah, yeah. i mean that's the positive to this i guess right. is that you can relate and she's like yeah no i get it yeah it, it's not bad when it's all the time like yeah it, it becomes background noise after a while. Right. Well, because you have to. You have to learn to tune it out. Mm-hmm. And then when you stop the fear, it takes away some of the like natural body bodily reaction to yeah. pain. Um, because if you can think about the pain and be like, yes, acknowledge it, but also it's fine. We can mm-hmm. snooze that alarm. You don't have to amp up over it, and it right. You're not getting the stress hormones. You're not exactly. getting adrenaline drops. Yeah, you're not panicked. Adrenaline is probably where I was trying to go with that. I yeah, because like that's fear. Fear is supposed to make you act. Yes, that's what fear is. Fear is something is going to harm me, harm someone I love, or like yeah. it's in that vein of emergency time. <laughs> right. So when we are afraid. We're getting that adrenaline and we're getting those stress hormones because the body is prepping for something traumatic. Yeah. And when we take the fear out of it, the trauma also goes away. Like it becomes something that is not traumatic. Right. And something that you don't have to act on. And it's interesting to talk about it because we talked a little bit, I think, about people who are generally well and healthy have that fear of pain mm-hmm. where it becomes they need to escape it right it's like an animal in a trap no that's a good that's a good analogy yeah They're, they have this thing and they they need to get as far away from it as they can yes and i think like, for us urgently right we if we <laughs> if we responded like that all the time we'd just be in in it all the time mm. it would never stop there was, I think you there was a time when we body. were kind of there. Yes. Like before diagnosis, mm-hmm. when things were amping up and we didn't even have like an idea of what it was when yeah. it was just, we have these weird experiences all the time, but we were always on edge yeah. and we would beat ourselves up over it. I remember when the um, vomiting was a really big one, actually, mm-hmm. the fear of vomiting. I think I still have a fear of vomiting because I hate it. I hate it. I would rather do anything else than vomit. I hate it. But that was a really big one. So it was always like nausea became 
fear of consuming food mm-hmm. because there was a possibility of vomiting. vomiting. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I remember when I had like the sciatica starting and it was, <laughs> and it moved in stages. So it was like confusion and fear and just despair over it because I couldn't do anything to stop it. Right. And it was horrible. It was the worst thing I'd experienced at that point. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't know what would trigger it. And that became the fear of like what movement or what activity or what like. Right. You're limiting yourself because you don't know. Yeah. And you move carefully and you be like you become afraid of movement. I remember that face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I had that a lot with my shoulders. Yeah. I was going to say, what was it for you? Oh, it was definitely shoulders shoulders, because they hurt so bad. They were so jank. And like I was injuring them more and more by doing what was suggested to me. So it only got worse. Mm -hmm. And it was it was so bad that there would be days when I wouldn't do certain things. Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't grab for glasses or anything. Because that would be too much. Oh, and that I remember would... that where I couldn't like mm-hmm. reach up and brush my hair. Yeah. Because it was too much. Yeah. Oof. And Shoulders it is. It's bad. the fear of hurting yourself. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I don't. I you know what? <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. No. Right. Yeah. And I think it's scarier when you don't know what's going to trigger it too. Mm-hmm. Like what? What is going to hurt me? You're like pain is somewhere in this path. But I don't know where. It's well, like a jump scare. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think the the one thing for us that we have is the random pains that return. Yes. Like when that, that day I felt the side pain for the first time after back surgery and I cried. Because yeah. I was like, oh, this is back. Uh-huh. Like, oh, that just ruined me. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think like the fear of the future mm-hmm. as a whole can be really triggering. Yeah. Because especially when you find yourself in a downward trend. Like, I'm feeling better now. I have some hope now, mm-hmm. but I didn't for right. a while. I was like, I knew things would get different at some point, but it was the like, how long is it going to be like this? Mm-hmm. How long is it going to be a downward trend? Right. Because you don't long... know how long you can hang on for. Right. And, and like, how much worse is it going to get in before, that downward yeah. trend before it turns around and comes back up? Yep. So, I don't know. For us, it gets different was really like the motto (laughs) it is it really does it becomes that motto to try to stop that fear cycle Mm -hmm. it's it's such an interesting phrase too Mm -hmm. it's like a tangent but like when when we message each other yeah it's it's like being told (laughs) it it's it's like being told everything's gonna be okay Uh with the acknowledgement that it sucks yes so it's like admitting defeat in a way yeah but not like defeat just like in the moment you are not doing well. Yes. Well, yeah, not admitting defeat, but also surrendering to the experience. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what right? I mean. Like, it's like, like, okay, this is happening. Yes. And I just have to wait. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I can't stop it from happening. If I try, I'm going to start like that panic piece. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that either. It is. It's kind of like relinquishing fear out yes. of it. Like, mm-hmm. just letting it go. Right. Right. Like, you, once you let go of the control yeah. and you're like, I remember when, sorry, a little tangent here. When I first started having the like chest pains mm-hmm. that I think it was esophageal spasms. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. it felt like a heart attack and a stroke all at once. Yep. And they were 
like I would end up in a panic attack in the beginning because it was terrifying. I didn't know what was happening to me. Right. And nobody knew what was happening to me. And I couldn't figure it out. And I was scared. Like, it was horrible. And I didn't know what triggered it. And so there was like this pigeon superstition piece that would happen where you're like, oh, is this going to make it better? Is this going to make it worse? Like, what is it that's going to like, what's the sweet spot? Mm -hmm. So I don't have to experience that. And then at one point I started reasoning with myself and being like, okay, you've never died before. Right. We've had this happen before. Just like this. We know that this is the same thing and we've never died I've had that same conversation for the same thing. Yeah. Because I used to get the chest pains as a kid, mm-hmm. like really severe and really targeted, and it would move into your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's not good. That's yeah. and your like, arm you even and, know like, as a kid here. that that's like heart attack signs. Uh-huh. And then in your jaw. Yeah. But like, oh my God, it would happen, and I would have to literally calm myself down and be like, this happens. Yeah. You're, you didn't die. Yeah. Nothing bad happened. Right. Just deal. <laughs> yeah. And you just have to wait it out. And then yeah. you learn to wait it out but not in like i don't know like hoping and praying it'll go away you just surrender to the experience of it yeah and it's hard to explain to people too because you don't want to come off like a defeatist right right where you're just like yeah no i'm in pain a lot and i just just am i just lived that way for a while <laughs> yeah no it doesn't come off like positivity right and- they're like what is what why are you like this <laughs> you're so dark and edgy i can't even like i'm just or when people are like you need to go home and you're like no, no it's fine that's not what i need actually it's the opposite of what i need <laughs> i'm in horrible pain but i'm fine mm-hmm. <laughs> well and it's like when we kind of first started in this topic where oh, it was my counselor before so our school counselor from last year i think oh yeah said to me because we were having a conversation about it and i'd always kind of thought about it like i'm in pain but it's okay Mm -hmm. and she kind of brought it to i'm in pain and And. it's okay yep and it's okay we talked about it when that happened on the podcast Uh and it did that made a huge difference right it was just a tiny itty bitty shift in thinking Mm -hmm. but it made a huge difference in how I was able to like kind of process it mm-hmm. be like, yeah, it is all okay. Yep. It is okay to be in pain. It's not like I'm in pain, but I'll be okay later. It's I'm in pain and I am okay Yeah. in that pain and in that moment. I've said that to, to the kids before and they hate that answer. Really? Well, cause Rory is a little drama king. Yeah. Like He's he got needs some anxiety. He needs like the, uh, the attention sometimes like if he hurts himself he wants people to fawn over him oh yeah but you know i'll be like okay we took care of it we have band-aids you're good to go he's mm-hmm. like but it hurts really bad and like and that's okay yeah and he's like but but it hurts though yeah. I'm like it does and it's going to right but it's okay yeah but it's it is it's that it's, natural it's response okay to, to be like make the pain stop now yeah which is not always realistic well it's it's one of the weird disconnects i have with the kids is that right you know, they to... they have the, the pain and then they're like, oh, this needs to change. And I'm like, uh-huh. it's fine. Make something different so that this is not yeah. what I'm experiencing. Whereas we're like, yeah, no, I'm going to experience this for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's that same thing we talked about with like, we are the apathy people. <laughs> when yeah. it comes to 
like dealing with our pain because we're like, yeah, no, I didn't do anything to change it. I just figured it's going to be there for a while. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just let it in. I just, (laughs) I don't know. It's sitting in the corner. Jen Jen walks in on me sometimes when I'm really having a bad day, right? Mm -hmm. Like she'll get back from work and (laughs) she'll walk in and be like, hi. And I'll be like, oh, hi. Like, what's wrong? Like, oh, just in a lot of pain today. And Mm -hmm. she's like, did you, um, take your meds and i'll be like no (laughs) and she'll be like um why i'm like "Uh, i don't know i didn't wanna i don't know i'm fine i do this thing where i stall out taking my meds until the end of the night yeah because i don't enjoy trying to go to bed coming down off of pain medication yeah don't like that don't enjoy it i would rather take it like an hour or two before bed and have it still be in effect when I go to sleep. Yeah. That's what I want. And I'm also, my husband calls me the heroin dragon because I hoard my meds like a mad woman because it's like a scarcity thing in my brain. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Which is a good thing, honestly, because that's what's kept this system working for so long mm-hmm. is the like, I can't take it all the time because A, it'll stop working and mm-hmm. B, I will run out and that'll be bad. <laughs> Right. Right. And so I'm like, I will just not take it because it could always be worse. And that actually came from when I was having the sciatica so bad. Yeah. And I would be like, is this bad enough to Yeah, does this qualify? Use one of my like thirty pills for nine months. Right. Right. So you're like, I have a very limited supply for a very long period of time. Mm-hmm. And so I have to decide, like, is this the worst? And if it's not the worst it's fine right what but yeah that's how it works now Mm -hmm. is the fear is not the same right it's different it's like there's a different kind of planning for relief of it Mm -hmm. so you're like no i can tolerate this for a while but if it gets like worse in a couple of hours then i will consider doing something right then plan b mitigate it yeah Yeah. it's because our our tool set happens yeah we have coping mechanisms and things we try first and right well and i think that's the big one because i feel like a lot of people the fear of it continuing Mm -hmm. is really big and so they're like how do i make it stop now yeah how do i make it like stop right now instead of like it's that same thing between like um when people ask you what are your expectations working with this doctor oh yeah and you're like i don't know i'd like it to suck a little less versus i want to not be in pain anymore right which is the answer they expect because that's what people want because they haven't had to cope with being in constant pain Mm -hmm. all the time forever yep and so some people are like you're a defeatist and then other people are like huh that sounds reasonable yeah well, if Weird. you understood the condition and you knew that it wasn't going to get better, why would you insist on making me say right. out loud that I'm going to get 100% better right. from your physical therapy? Stupid. Not that I'm talking about a specific thing in, in We did particular. not go back to see that guy again. He was terrible. He was. You're using your cane wrong. Yeah, there's a reason for that. I'm using it the way that I have to. Yeah, I use it wrong too. Yeah. People look at me like I'm like faking, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, I got reprimanded in a handicapped parking spot the other day. She was like, you don't look disabled. And I was like, it's a good thing you don't get to decide, huh? <laughs> I 
was like, there's my placard. Go away. Go away. Well, on that note. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'd probably go to break. Yeah. All right, friends. Uh, what do they need to do? They need to drink water. Hydrate or dehydrate. Mm-hmm. It's important. Yes. Have a snack because you are a snack. It's true. Obligatory snack. Um, find some sunlight if you can. Or cuddle something soft. Yes. If you can't. Fuzzy socks, pet a dog or a kitty. Or don't pet your fish. It's they don't like that. Maybe maybe invest in a llama or an alpaca. An they're alpaca. they're gnarly. They have really bad attitudes, but yeah, you, you know. You try to pet it. I don't know. It's how you could get your exercise so you chase the llama. Yeah. Worked for the emperor. Just getting weird now. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yes, do something nice for yourself. Do something cozy and warm and mm-hmm. lovely. Um, sunlight if you can, because it's good for you. Take a break you if you're see. doing your stuff. Yes, and take your meds if you have not. Oh yeah, reminder. Yes, do that. We're gonna go do some of those things also, and we will be back in a moment. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, did you know that Fantastic Pains now has a website? On our website, you can find our shop where we will be opening up for custom t-shirts and orders there. You can also find access to our PayPal, Winky Wink. You can buy us a coffee anytime. We would love that. You can also see some of our blog articles, access to recent episodes and our TikTok and uh, get in contact with us. You can also find a link to our Discord, which is getting updated pretty soon to include new channels and some games. We would also like to thank our producer for setting up the website. Thank you for supporting us and enjoy the rest of the show. Indeed, thank you. Welcome back. How was your break? <laughs> Mine was really good. I got food. I still have some food. Good luck editing just that. like a monster. <laughs> I am a monster. Listen to that laugh, know. that cackle. <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> <laughs> laughing at me because I'm apparently funny. Where she gets funny the nerve. Looking. Anyways, hopefully your break was good. Yeah, hopefully you did some of the things. You deserve to do some of the things. Mm-hmm. You also, deserve nice things in general. Also, here's your, your reminder. Um, you are worth more than you can produce or do for anyone else. And then, in, like, including yourself. Like, you you have worth because you exist, and that's amazing. Yeah, you have an intrinsic value. Yes. And we love you. So there. Mm-hmm. Accept my love and move on. <laughs> or don't accept it, but still move on. Continue to move on. Move forward. Let's move forward. Always move on. We're going to... Never not move on. We're going to attempt to continue our thoughts from the first one, but we took yes. a long break, so... Yeah. Well, and I think we, we kind of meandered through the first half, but hopefully we got somewhere. I kept feeling like I was like you're circling building. around. You're building. You're getting something. to a point. I'm I'm kind of like guiding yeah. you there because I can feel the boundaries of what you're yeah. going. I know what you're going for, and I can't right? place it either. I can't. So I can't get there. we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Have faith in the process. So we've talked a little bit about like physical pain and why the need to escape it is so fierce for some people. Yes. Um, and that's including like the people who are chronically ill. And I was thinking about this in the car actually. Um. We still have some of that oh, fear absolutely. when we get new symptoms. Mm-hmm. So a new symptom will come around and we don't know what it is yet. And we're not sure if it's a serious thing or not a serious thing. Mm-hmm. And we don't know if we can put it in the snooze button category of like, oh, it's not real. 
it's not a real alarm. I don't need that. I'm uh, glad you brought it up. I was going to say the same thing because okay. I was thinking the same thing over break. Well, there we go. That, that we was still, over my break, That too. we still have it. Yeah. And it is. It's it's anything new because you don't know how, how bad it, it's going to get. Yes. You don't you don't know the parameters. Right. This is a brand new thing. And you're like, this could go really wrong. Right. Or it could just go away. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's, there's, it's funny how it's some of both all the time because I remember, what were they doing? They were doing something and, oh, they thought it was a heart problem or whatever it was. I don't even remember why or where or what happened yeah i don't know and my doctor was like well are you worried it's a heart problem and i was like absolutely not right like no i i know enough of that type of feeling to kind of group it in with the rest but when it's a new something or like you said something that comes back yeah after you thought you had moved on mm -hmm. it can be disconcerting and it can really shake you to your core oh, yeah. in a way that doesn't leave an opportunity for us to like examine it logically and move on mm -hmm. which is how we kind of handle the rest of it which is like you're like oh yes i know what that is it sucks it hurts it's all right though yeah like move forward yeah but yeah the new stuff basically it doesn't work in every situation yeah and there i mean it happens to everybody yes well and that's why i wanted to bring that up was cause, like i don't want people thinking that we think we have it figured out oh god no because we don't we just move through life we we have like our current status figured out yes for the most part then we still there are things that we have on our list that we're like gotta right. figure this out and this and this yeah but, like they're they're in the background Backseat. we're not in panic mode all the time because yes. of it right well and i i can't imagine what it's like to have such bad medical anxiety because i know Ooh. people who have medical anxiety. oh yeah and it can be really life-changing you see it in the groups it's really afraid. heartbreaking yeah to be so afraid all the time yeah and it is it's heartbreaking i think that's the right word for it because you can't alleviate their fear mm -mm. you're not the doctor right and that just shows that something horrible has happened to them already mm -hmm. or something you well, know something happened to somebody or yes well and i feel like a lot of it is the doctors we see yeah and being brushed off over and over and over again and not actually getting answers mm -hmm. for the things to be able to put them in the snooze pile. So for us, we can be like, oh, I didn't die last time. I'm probably OK. But it's hard for people when they're like, it feels like a heart attack every time mm -hmm. or it feels like I'm going to throw up my lungs or some of those feelings are really awful. Yeah. And when it comes to pain and having like episodic pain, especially. Like, we have the episodes of really bad pain when the weather changes, but we've made the association with the weather. Mm -hmm. And so it's less fearful and more irritating. No, it's irritating. Exactly. Because yeah. that's those are the times we're like, we're waiting for different. I wish right. different were here now because uh -huh. this is not fun. Yeah. But we're not afraid of it. Right. You're just we're waiting weathering. in the line yeah. and it sucks. And letting it happen. Yes. Like, you know, not yes. trying to fight it because that doesn't usually yeah. work. Yeah. Like, you can do what you can do, but beyond that, like, trying 17 solutions is not going to do you any favors. Right. Like, you you need to try the thing and then wait and see if that works and then maybe move up a step yeah. in your tiers of care. Um, And if you want to hear about the tiers of care, I think we had an episode on that. Uh, yeah, to with find Jen. It. Yeah. Jen talked about how she takes care of us mm -hmm. and how there is very specifically a plan in place for when things go a certain way and she yeah. 
upset if it goes worse. And yeah, yeah. It's well, and my nice. husband has started to kind of fall into that pattern as well, where he's like, "Do you need me to pop you?" Because that's the very first thing that we try. And I always, I horrible. always hear it like he's a 1960s like <laughs> abusive husband. Pop you? Do I need to pop you? Like, right in the kisser. <laughs> Calm down. You don't need a popper. <laughs> Maybe fix her back, but popper. <laughs> but yeah, like the tears go up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that me medical anxiety can be really limiting too. Yeah. Because if you're afraid of triggering something, and when you're afraid of the pain like that, and you'll do anything to avoid the pain, you start to lose pieces of your life. Mm hmm you start to surrender pieces of your life when in reality what you need to surrender is the pain i think there was a time that i was pain. going through that yeah like i remember because we were getting bad advice from doctors all the time being told that it was nothing mm -hmm. and it got so bad that i needed like emergency shoulder surgery basically yeah but before that there was no faith in anybody like what i was in pain what could i do I can't go to the ER because it's chronic pain, apparently, because it's been more than a month. I can't I can't go to a doctor like a, a primary care because they don't listen to me. Mm -hmm. They blow me off. Yeah. And uh, there was no winning. Yeah. So I had a I was completely afraid of it. Like the pain was was untreatable mm -hmm. as far as I was concerned. Mm -hmm. So it was terrifying. Right. Because well, it was and forever and it hurt. <laughs> it's scary, too, when you question whether or not it's real. Mm -hmm. When doctors are like, oh, it's in your head. And you're like, you don't know any better than to, like, what do you do? Not believe the doctor. Exactly. But up until that point where you can be like, mm, no, that's not enough for me. Yeah. And have that self-advocation because it comes in stages. It comes in steps and through learning and pursuing answers. Yeah. And it's hard. It is so hard to face doctors who don't believe you and don't want to believe you. Right. And who don't want to treat you or give you referrals or any of it like yeah for whatever reason too a fight yeah, yeah like when you went and saw that first doctor right she was like you don't need a diagnosis and i was like ah i do though i think i do actually yeah personally i do i do need yeah. this thing but mm -hmm. she didn't want to hear anything you had to say so no she didn't care she no. was just like we treat it all the same anyway and i was like i don't know about that yeah, actually she, i don't know without a diagnosis how are you gonna treat it mm -hmm. how am i gonna get treatment if i have to go to urgent care right what do i tell them i don't know i don't have a diagnosis but she said we'll treat it all the same anyway yeah <laughs> like what but ah oh, those people who it does it creates fear and it creates a lack of trust in the systems mm -hmm. that we have access to and are in place and there's already like like um stigma against certain things yes like i know we want to jump into the mental mm -hmm. and just even getting mental help in the first place you're you're already looking at yourself in a negative light. Yeah. Well, because the stigma is that it's weakness. Mm -hmm. And right now, actually, the stigma is that it's trendy. That. Mm. So our young people coming up with mental illness, because honestly, they have every reason, every reason to be mentally ill living in this day and age and growing up in the trauma that they've grown up in. Um. And also, like, our diagnostic systems are improving. That's what I was going to say. That's the annoying part is that yeah. it's trendy because more people are getting it addressed. You yeah. think it's like the heyday of mental health. Like, get it, it should be the golden era where mm -hmm. people can actually get worked on and not have shame about it. And yes. Be functional again. Right. Get their lives back. But no, no, it's yeah. trendy. It's trendy. 
it's trendy or it's the same as it was with like ADHD. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, they're just diagnosing everybody with blah, 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 blah. Or they're coming down on. And, and I see this a lot from like Gen X. Yeah. Gen X comes down on the younger generations really hard for their mental health struggles. And they criticize them because you don't know what real trauma is and everything can't be trauma. And well, and it, and it comes from a place of almost jealousy, like mm-hmm. envious anger because they didn't get the tools that, that the kids get now. So right. it's unfair. And they're like, I made yeah. it without help. You can too, if you would just suck it up. Fun story that really relates to this. Oh no. Jen was in line at the pharmacy picking mm-hmm. up meds and she heard the pharmacists complaining about how ADHD is overdiagnosed and how it's not as prevalent as people think it is. Mm. Jen has a very sensitive nerve when it comes to that that exact sentiment because she was raised yes. being told that it's not real even though she was diagnosed with it. Mm-hmm. So she got in the car and she was livid. She was she was on a fucking war path. She wanted someone to pay for their transgressions. It was oh, I felt so bad for her too. Like you should not be a pharmacist. Right. Those are the people who get to decide whether or not they'll fill your medications. Mm-hmm. Like the ones who are like, I know it says that this is what it is, and the doctor signed off on it, but we're not going to fill that. Yeah, those are the types. That we I have into. a moral issue with what you're taking. Yeah, which is disgusting. That's not your job. Mm-hmm. Package the drugs. Or the, the what's fun is when I've I've heard these conversations happen because they call the doctors sometimes. Yeah. To to berate the doctor, like, are you sure you want them to get this? Are you aware that they also have this and this? Oh, you, you are. Then should you really be prescribing that? I've heard that conversation happen. Like, fuck you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The nerve. Mm-hmm. You're like, you, you didn't go to medical school, buddy. You went to pharmatech. Yeah, huh? <laughs> like, do your job and stop worrying about other people's jobs. Well, and it's, it's, it's yeah. almost that same thing with like that privilege of being able to pretend the world isn't the way it is mm-hmm. and being able to be like, this is the bubble and it looks wonderful. And anyone outside of that bubble is just... Anyone who comes in and dirties their life with their trauma or their life experience that differs from theirs. Well, I've read things that are like, especially on Facebook. Facebook is really bad for this, where they're like, everything can't be trauma. And I have anxiety too, and I still go to work. And anxiety is not a valid reason to not go to work. You're like, okay, I'm sorry. Did you grow up in the age of school shootings happening every (laughs) other week? Did you live through a school shooting? Right. Just saying. Um, they have reason to be anxious. Did you live through pandemic when you were in your formative years? No. Shut up. Right. Shut up. They've been through more than... <laughs> it's insane what mm-hmm. we are putting them through and then pretending like everything is normal and they are the problem, which is not the case. Yeah, I don't know why Why it's, it's the shame game. <clears throat> it, I think it, it really is that jealousy of like, yeah. I did it. I had to suck it up, so now you have to suck it up. And if you can't suck it up, you're weak. That's so sad. Really, everyone should just be getting help. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone would be happy. Well, it's like I say on the podcast, I've said it several times. If you're alive in 2022, you probably need a therapist. I got my therapist back, so Which I'm happy. Which is lovely. That's so exciting. I'm excited to see her. <clears throat> but yeah, 
like like we were saying the fear of yeah the fear of getting your your mental health in order is strong well and that one especially when it comes to like trauma because especially early childhood traumas and complex post-traumatic stress disorder yeah Mm -hmm. i was like syndrome no No, disorder Disorder. because it's not one trauma to explore and pick apart Mm -hmm. and reason through it's years and years of multiple traumas and little traumas and yeah, a lack of normal realizing that they're yes. that what your normal was was not normal right That's i it. had this conversation with one of my students yesterday about like generational abuse yeah and generational trauma because those adults can't accept that what they're doing isn't normal and mm-hmm. is traumatic because then they would have to face their own trauma yep. as trauma and they have to make it normal to move on. I mean, the upside to that conversation is that it sounds like he's a cycle breaker. Yeah. Like, that's a good thing. That's really my goal in all of those conversations mm-hmm. and knowing where those students come from. Because <laughs> working with the population I've worked with is eye-opening in so many ways. Like, we knew these things were happening. But to hear so many of the same story mm-hmm. in the same building, in the same set of 100 kids is unbelievable how traumatized these kids are and i mean it's not unbelievable but that's that's how people face it is they're like well i can't believe they've been through all of that and you're like but they have Mm -hmm. and we have to believe it because they have but yeah cycle breaking is hard and you have to face what you went through as trauma yeah so that you can do something different right and like realize that you were you went through trauma Mm -hmm. And I think we went through that in a way because we were raised in such a way that we were extremely sheltered, but also there were other things going on that we didn't know weren't normal. Yeah. And so when we came out of it, we had to turn around and face what wasn't normal. It was, it was for both of us, it was really sudden too. Mm -hmm. Like we got pulled out into this like new reality. Yes. And we did not fit in well. No. (laughs) Like we try to ma- like I don't know if this is true of you, but I- trying to mask when you don't know the rules of the game. Yeah, when you're is like impossible. I don't know what the mask should look like. Yeah, what do all. you expect of me? What what am I doing wrong? Yeah, because you clearly I'm doing something wrong. What should this look like? Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. Yep, but yeah, it, it's it's weird because I've only recently started working on mental health, like in the mm. grand scheme of things. Right, like. I acknowledged at 30 that I had a traumatic experience. Yeah. One of many. Right. And and even then I was it was pretty cavalier. I was like, yeah, no, it happened. It's fine. Right. It's not a big deal. And then, you know, in the last three years, I've actually been working on it. But it I mean, there was a lot of fear there. Yeah. Like I was terrified to do therapy for the longest time. Was it like fear of judgment or was it fear of exploring what had happened to you? Both. Okay. Like, because I had downplayed it so much in my mind that I felt weak for for feeling any way about the things oh, that yeah. have happened. So, like, I was like, it doesn't belong to you, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, like I said, the, when I got called a victim thing. of a thing, yeah. it blew my mind. It was like, no, I wasn't. I was yeah. just there when it happened. Right. <laughs> I guess maybe in a in a way I am. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it I was I was afraid of being afraid too. Yeah. 
because it was all unknown, really, mm-hmm. like getting into it and finding out things that you don't want to remember or. Right. Do you ever have those like they're not quite memories, but they're almost like sensory memories? Oh, absolutely. They where bring you, you can, back to some. Yeah. And you can connect the emotion with it. Yep. But you don't know what it is. Smells are huge. For yeah. Me. Like it smells are huge in general for memory. Yeah. Like I have sense. a lot of really negative <laughs> smells. That, Ditto. That I'll just and they'll happen when I'm sitting doing nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, I haven't smelled that since I was a kid. And then, holy shit, what the hell is that? <laughs> and then it goes away forever. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what that was, but I didn't like it. I just connected some neurons that hadn't touched in a long time. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> they were all like, ding, combo, trauma. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know. You don't remember it fully. You just you're left with a sensation afterwards, yes. and you're like, "Oh, heavy." You're like, "Ew, my all of me feels just gross." Well, now. then you start getting like faint more memories, and you're like, yeah. "No, no, no, not now, not right. now. Let me finish what I'm doing." Well, and then it becomes that like avoidance yeah. out of fear, and that's really where the problem lies. Like, fear is one thing. Fear is a natural program, like. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be there. It's there for a reason. It's good to have fear. It's what we do with the fear that matters. Yeah. And so, obviously, a lot of us become avoidant mm-hmm. of working on your mental health because you don't know what you're going to remember. And that's scary. It's fear of the unknown. And it's fear of, like, you know something is there. And you know if you pick at it, it's going to come right to the surface. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you know it's bad. Yeah. Like, you know enough to know you don't want to know it. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, the same is true of, of people who avoid doctors. Yeah. You know, because they don't want to know. Nothing's yeah. wrong until it gets diagnosed. Yes. Yeah. And and it's like, you got to know, though, man, because mm-hmm. you could you could prevent things. But no, they're like, it's not real if, it, if it's not diagnosed. Yeah. <sighs> It'll be real when I like have a heart attack. I mean, that's a severe like dead. fear response, too. But Yeah. Well, and I think that even goes back to that trauma. Yeah. Because a lot of the people who avoid it are like older generation who weakness was the biggest thing to fear like they fear looking weak Mm -hmm. which is its own fear like you're not stronger for pretending you're fine yeah it's a different kind of fear and weakness so you just uh exhibit it differently yes yeah or you channel it differently or you stick it on different stuff. Yeah. You're like, this label goes here, obviously, but we're going to take it and put it over here. <laughs> that is now what it is. Yeah. And that's what I call smoke screening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's good at calling it out. Yes. Like, gotcha. And you're, you're like, like, that's not actually why you're bomb. upset. And she's like, you're right, right there. there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. Are you serious right now? You're like, you're really not crying about the cereal. And I, I know like, for a fact it's not the cereal. How did you know? <laughs> you're like, I don't know. We don't set kitchens on fire because we drop our bowl of cereal. It was a, might so, have been an overreaction. Uh, something else was going on, friend. Yeah. You're like, no, it's the cereal. You're like, no. No. <laughs> no, it is not. That was the trigger. Yeah. Anyways. But it's hard when you start like digging through trauma because it does it starts bubbling to the top mm-hmm. and you have like different bubbles popping at different times and different days and new triggers that come to light because those things are starting to become unburied yeah 
Yeah. Which is why therapy is great. Yes. Give you the tools to handle that stuff. Right. And if your therapist is not working like or has not given you tools, we need to have a conversation about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't understand how therapy can work without that I model. Get it. Like yeah. it is the point that you're just saying it makes makes it better. Right. Like I don't Like know. even conversational therapy should have some kind of like yeah. explicit ex- instruction on like our goal. Some tools yeah. to work on and try out. That makes sense to me. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm crazy. Well, I mean, it's the, the therapy that worked for us, really. So. Right. Well, and it, it gives you tools for different things, too. Yeah. Like, those tools are applicable throughout life. They just are. Like, coping comes in many different forms and for many different reasons. And, I mean, for us, we're not perfect with the tools and the coping, either. No. We just stop being avoidant. We just are like, yeah, no, let it hurt me. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine it's fine it'll be fine yeah i'm okay and you're we, like you get hit by a truck yeah and you're like no it's it's fine. it's fine this is fine it's fine we use the tools we've uh, we've gotten better at least yes especially through the podcast right like practicing and at least mm-hmm. teaching them it reminds us that they exist yes so it's not as bad as it used to be i'd say now we're less likely to be hit by a truck Maybe maybe that's not true. Maybe we're less likely to not see the truck coming. You know, we'll be like, oh, hey, look, there's the truck. Boom. Yeah. But that's <laughs> right. Yeah. You can see it coming. We're like, oh, hey, it's going to happen. Bad things. OK. Yeah. And you just expect it at that point mm-hmm. because, you know, trauma. And I think that plays into how we handle like pain. Yeah. And our now being able to be less afraid of it Mm -hmm. and more just irritated by it (laughs) yeah i don't know there was there was definitely a point for each of us where it was like i don't care anymore i want to do the surgery yes i want to do the whatever i'm going to do whatever you want me to do yeah just so that we can make progress and yeah either find something that doesn't work and move on or find something that works that's i don't know there's something about being in movement in process in mm-hmm. progress in like moving through a plan yeah because i think stagnation is what really gets to us mm-hmm. when we stagnate in a state because we're like yes. it has to get different somehow mm-hmm. and then we'll try to like make it get different but yeah yes yeah, fair well then the last thing we need to talk about is the the way fear plays into the fear of pain specifically mm-hmm plays into planning your future and how you can fear the future because of the possibility of pain yeah or the knowing that it's going to get different in a negative way right right because we've talked about it before a little bit but we can go i think more into it yeah there's a deeper level to be hit there because i think each of us have experienced the fear of the future yes and the fear of what comes next and i think for a long time we pretended like there is no future. There's only now. Yeah. Which was a, a coping mechanism for yes, sure. But absolutely. It worked. <laughs> yes. It got us through the now. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly how it kind of plays out for me is that like the future is out of my control. Mm-hmm. I can only deal with what's happening here and now because that's all I've got the spoons for. But you still have like a goal yes. and not like a very specific <laughs> like I need this when. Right. But like a, a direction uh-huh. that you're kind of moving toward. Right. Well, and that's kind of With like... With all the different options in it. Yeah. 
for me, there's a lot of fear around like not being able to work mm -hmm. and not being able to contribute income. Um, and like losing general abilities because for me, I've never let, I mean, I, ne not never, but these days I don't let pain or condition dictate what I can and can't do. I just yeah. do. Exactly. And I find a way to do, even though it hurts or even though something yeah, is going to dislocate. Like I'm going to do the things. Mm -hmm. But my fear was, especially with like the small fiber neuropathy, um, yeah. losing ability to do, even though I want to push through, losing the ability. No, I get that. I started playing with fidget spinners um, maybe like six years ago. Not because they were fun, mm -hmm. but because I wanted to keep my hand dexterity. Yeah. And I noticed it was starting to slip. Like that makes sense. Not just like I wasn't as coordinated, but like I was like literally dropping things all the time or That's me. like shaking out of control. <laughs> and I figured that, you know, doing something yeah. with my hands constantly that was like a, a if I could do it like a routine. Yeah. Build well, it it's up like and, PT. Yeah. You were doing your own physical and occupational therapy. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. I freaked out. Because mm -hmm. my hands were starting to slip, and I was like, "Oh, I can't have that." Right. I You're need like, I those. need my hands. Mm -hmm. I need my hands, and I need my feet. Well, I don't actually need my feet. Actually, yeah, no. You can have those. We've moved on at from any feet. Point. We We've evolved cut them beyond right feet off. Here. We don't believe in them. It's fine. They're really annoying. Stupid. What do they even do for you? I can float. Walking. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> Walking's for anyway. Which is why I do it. <laughs> but we don't know what's coming right and that in a weird way is so comforting it depends us. on your mood yeah because like i've i've definitely there are times when i'm like that is the most comforting thought mm -hmm. and there are times when i'm like that's abysmal you know what i mean like you're like it could be more of this when you're in a negative headspace yeah and and you've been like three months of of hell and it's like oh this is getting worse uh -huh. then it's hard to be like, oh, you know, I'll be fine. It's, it's that like mood based learning. It really is. Where you're like, everything's horrible. It's always been horrible and it will continue to be horrible because that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. But even at those times, you need to work on on mm. your like positive thinking. Yeah. It's so hard. Usually I don't even go for the positive thinking. Usually I just identify it as like, I need to feel bad for myself right now. Like, yeah, that's I true. need to take a minute and be a sad sack and feel sorry for myself yeah you have to wallow yeah that is a, a step and then you just you identify it for what it is mm -hmm. and then when you're done feeling the emotion you can move on mm -hmm. but that's the thing is that i think even culturally we're so opposed to feeling our feelings yeah and that's where that like fear comes in mentally is that like well i don't want to experience it i don't want to feel it i don't want to get through it i want it to stop i want it to go away also like counterpoint to that hmm. i feel like when emotions are are displayed they're always like at a 10 yeah it's like if you're having an emotion it better goddamn well be a 10 and up yeah. like why aren't you to the max you know what i mean yeah. like a, a lackluster happy is not acceptable yeah. you have to be happy or if you're angry why aren't you pissed off why aren't you bawling your eyes out right now? It's like, <laughs> guys, there are shades to these things. Yes. Well, and everybody experiences them differently. Mm -hmm. And 
that's why it's an experience. Like you have to go through it. You, you have to go through your emotion. Right. And we can't do it for other people and we can't dictate how other people experience their feelings. Mm -hmm. And, and there's a lot of the like opposite where they're like, oh, well, you're overreacting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're like, okay. But we also don't explicitly teach early on how to deal with emotions and how to sit with emotions and feel them. Right. Without freaking out. (laughs) I mean, we weren't. I've been raising my kids that way, at least. I think this generation has a better shot emotionally. Need to work with Rory a bit more. He's at the angry boy stage. Yeah. He's got the angst. He's so angsty. I love it. Got the angst. Because he's still adorable and cute and cuddly. Mm -hmm. And then, like, he'll go from that to being like, I want to kill my mom. (laughs) I want to kill my dad. I want to kill my cat. Yeah. Yes. Like, you're not edgy, dude. Right. (laughs) He's having emotions and he doesn't know where to put them. Exactly. Yeah. But we all go through it and it's uncomfortable. But it's not forever. Yeah. So then how do you go about like planning your future when you're counting on change? You know what I mean? When you're like, this sucks mm-hmm. and I want to I want this in the future. Yeah. This is how I could get to it. But, you know, everything's different. <laughs> first things first. Yeah. Yeah. And that's generally how it works for me is like right now we're in talks about bebes mm-hmm. in the future. But there, there are things that need to happen before that. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, I don't want to talk about steps 9, 10, 20, 30, 40. Right. I want to talk about step one. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to focus on. And then when I've done step one, then I can start to think about step two mm-hmm. and maybe step three. So I don't tend to plan ahead as far as like, I don't plan far out. I don't like to because things change. Yeah. And. I don't like setting myself up to be like disappointed with myself either. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Is setting yourself up and then failing yourself. Right. Oof. And then punishing yourself. It's yeah. Great. So generally I, I shrink it. I shrink it to manageable size. Yeah. And then I do the first things first. What has to happen? All right. Let's focus on that first thing. Not, I mean, not over there. Don't want to leave and look at it. Cover it back up. That's how we've approached the podcast too. Yeah is we did step one and then we got used to step one and then we moved on to step two yeah. and we're still doing it we do first things first yeah yeah and it still exists and we haven't let ourselves down right which is great because we haven't put like pressure on ourselves to be anything that we're not or do no. anything that we're not comfortable <laughs> doing right off the bat for a project that wasn't supposed to last more than six weeks right <laughs> my like, husband was like i can't believe you're still doing that mm-hmm. and i was like Shut up. You should have had faith in me. But also, I understand why you said that. Shh. <laughs> You're not my mom. <laughs> Go away. Get out of here with that. <laughs> and we just kept doing it. Yeah. Because we liked doing it. But that's how I feel about everything. Even when I'm talking about work, mm-hmm. I'm like, I might go down to a point eight next year. But I don't know. I might not feel the need to go down to a point eight next year. I might have a really restful summer. And come back fresh and not have all my leave burned in the first month. Yeah. Like <laughs> next year will be different. And yeah. It'll be under different circumstances. That's also acknowledging that the now is not normal. Right. Like this is not an atypical experience mm-hmm. that you've been going through. So yeah. this is this is not 
I think that can help when you're looking for different understanding that now is different already. Yes. Well, and that goes back to what Lou said at one point, which was like what you're experiencing is exceptional. Yeah. And it's okay for it to be hard. Mm-hmm. And that <laughs> that still like makes my eyes water a little bit. I love Lou. <laughs> I do too. She's the best. She's the best. But that makes a difference to mm-hmm. be able to like what you are going through isn't normal. And and I think that goes back to like acknowledging that the world is not built for us. Right. What That's you're experiencing fair. is not what the template people were <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like it was made for these people. And if you don't fit that template, it's not made for you, dude. It's going to be harder. Yeah. Simply because you are not that one A type person. You yeah. have exceptionalities. Probably more than one exceptionality. Probably. If we're being honest here, Probably. right? Like, it's not normal. And it's okay for it to be hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard. And that's the thing. I saw actually a post about somebody was like, how do we, how do you keep going when it's so hard and everything hurts so much all the time? And for me, like, I can't keep score on things. I learned a long time ago that, like, I can't collect a record of things. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it goes back into that mood-based learning where we're like, what are you collecting? That's You're putting, you're, you're gauging collect- your, your worth based yeah. on things again. Yeah. Or accomplishments or, mm-hmm. yeah. And then <laughs> it's not going to work. You're setting yourself up to fall on your face. Mm-hmm. Not good. So... For her, I think I just applied, replied. I was like, and yet we keep waking up. Yeah. Because that's how I get through. Is I like, <laughs> I have a day and then the evening and then I go to bed. <laughs> and then somehow I wake up again and I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. All right. This, this one, we're going to do this day. And then later when I wake up again, I will think about the next day. Yeah. Shrink it, shrink it, make it manageable for you. Mm -hmm. And don't, don't put those expectations on yourself because they're not for you. Right. They were never meant for you. Yeah. But what about you? I'm not sure that I do anything anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I take it as it comes, basically. Yeah. Um, I'm very fluid. Yes. I say mercurial. Yeah. Because my husband's like, I don't understand. And I'm like, that's because you're looking for patterns when there aren't any. Right. Like, you have to let go of keeping that record of pattern. Mm -hmm. No, it's... Stop counting. Stop keeping score. When I... When I was coming out of, like, the deep depression, Mm -hmm. I found self-worth in working on myself. So, like, you know, surgeries or... Uh, therapies things like that i gauged and i was like i have a plan for this in the future i'm going to do these things yeah and then now that that's kind of slowed down at least temporarily um i just i guess i spend time with the kids and try and plan out things for them yeah like things that i can do with them Mm -hmm. when i can like taking advantage of it right it's like taking as it comes real literally right like if there's a day when i when i feel great and i'm like let's do stuff 
yeah. I'll be all over it, you know, hang out with the kids. Let's go learn something. Let's go do something. Yeah. Um, and same with the pain. Mm-hmm. If it's a bad pain day, I, I actually give myself rest. Yeah. Which is weird. Right. So not so used like, to it. like value your own self. And right. Like, okay. Okay. I heard you. We need to lay down now. Yeah. So like, <clears throat> I don't really fear the future so much as like, you know, you come up against roadblocks and things like that. And you yes. just adapt. Yeah. Well, and what I've kind of learned is that like life doesn't stop. Right. Exactly. In those moments. And that's, that's how we know that it's not forever because mm. time flows regardless yeah and we can try to hold our arms out but the current is going to push past you anyway Mm -hmm. you may as well let it go and move forward like (laughs) it will change regardless yeah one way or another it'll be different yeah that's very true with bipolar brain (laughs) yeah i think that's a lot of it is just being ready for my brain to even betray me right you have to be ready for everything yes coming at you from all sides one day you're you're happy go lucky you hear a weird noise and suddenly you're having PTSD flashbacks and you're like freaking the fuck out. Great. I'm ready for that. It's fun. It's good. Great. <laughs> I mean it happens. Yeah. But I adapt, so. We also use our resources a lot more now. Oh, totally. And I think that's helped yeah. with like adapting to opening up some of those boxes of trauma. Mm-hmm. Is being able to talk to somebody else and be like, oh, my God, I just remembered a thing and it's not good. <laughs> well, not not having a meltdown about it. Either. Yes. Like accepting it happened. Yeah. And externalizing things. Yeah. Oh, that's my go to. Yeah. I'm a, I, I have to see things now. If, if I'm in pain, I need I need to say it out loud so that Jen can hear it. And then yes. then it's like real. Yeah. Then I've acknowledged it and mm-hmm. I can move on. Yeah. And now I never shut up about it. I yeah. want to run around, run around work just being like, ow, oh, my God, ow. And then, like, I'm sad. <laughs> <I'd>, <laughs> that's what I do. We just never shut up now. And it helps it, a lot. It really does, especially with, like, Jen, who who knows <clears throat> more about me than I do. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm like, <sighs> and she, like, looks at me, she's like, what's what's up? And I'm like, I feel depressed and she's like oh it's because of this yeah and and this other thing and i'm like remember the thing that oh happened? yeah you're right you, yeah and she's like all right i got you skittles already i was like you saw this coming and she's like yeah no i got you <laughs> a mile away yeah. like, stop it you freak <laughs> i can't handle your you love miraculous freak you <laughs> she's wonderful <laughs> yeah but like it's because i externalized that that can happen even yeah, so. yeah. well and i think that externalization gives us so much more room to actually feel the things that we need to feel. Yeah. Because we're allowing ourselves to do that. We're, we're saying that like, no, that's acceptable. I'm going to make it acceptable. Yeah. End of story. That's what's going to happen. That includes fear. Yeah. When I we just, have concerns or fears of the future. Right. It's we say it yeah. and address it. Or I'll like message you and be like, I am having a weird time. Um, I'm feeling like it's forever. Please tell me that it's not. You, I need someone else to remind me. You ever I wake up okay. from a dream and you're still kind of the like, the mind <laughs> chemicals are still out. So like you're you're still like yes in dream mode. Uh-huh. I had a nightmare last night. Really weird. Really oh. trippy. Like acid trippy. Oh no. We're like, <laughs> I was leaving the dream 
actively, actively talking to my grandfather. Like, okay, I'm going to go wake up now. And then there was like this <laughs> door. And then I was like, that looks interesting, though. So I go through this door, end up in some weird twisted Kmart, but it's not Kmart. What? Well, it was a Target, actually. But it wasn't a Target. It was actually like um, uh, the... The ride in Disneyland with all the little people. Oh my god, it's a small world. It's a small world. Like in everywhere where like a store would be. It was really bizarre. And it was like what things shapes were moving and shit. And it got weirder and weirder and the world kept cr- like oh, getting closer uh, in on me. Uh, and until I was like <clears throat> touching the walls and they were touching me all over. <clears throat> and I couldn't move. And then I woke up. <laughs> your body was remembering your own birth or something yeah it was bizarre man oh i hate that i hated everything about it that's horrible i hate having sensory dreams mm-hmm. that's what i used to have before i like was able to identify some of the ptsd and remember what was like yeah. what's in there in the sensory bits yeah because you wake up and you know it was like gross and horrible and you know you like touched something that you're like oh no yeah, no. Kick that back under the bed. I woke up and I was like, I'm not doing great, Jen. <laughs> she was like, What's up? And I was like, I had a weird nightmare. <laughs> and like, my eyes were still like woobly, so I wasn't uh-huh. sure if I was awake or not. Oh, no. Because like, I look at the TV and it was like wavy, and I was like, Oh, no. Uh, I don't like you, this. Somebody slipped you something. <laughs> I got roofied by my <laughs> wife last night. This He's was pre wombo. tables. Um, and one of them had acid on it. What it is, is I didn't take, I take, um, <laughs> One of my meds, I think the Ativan. Do you take one to lessen the dreams? Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. My husband it does too. Lowers my blood pressure at bedtime, and that keeps you from having panic dreams because your your heart rate doesn't go up, Weird. which is like a trigger for nightmares. Interesting. That's so strange because like I don't dream like that. I I usually don't. Oh, it's in my pocket. Um, I have like, I don't know. I have. I, I don't know. I just dream really sharply every single night. Yeah. That's what I'm used to. That's why yeah. last night was weird to me. And I hated every moment of it. Bizarre. But it was pre-Wombo combo, so I didn't have my nightmare meds. Yeah. That makes sense. I was like, what did you eat? Good Lord. Uh, I had bipolar. <laughs> bipolar CPTSD. <laughs> Two. <laughs> Great. I have trauma. <coughs> and then ADHD. Oh yeah, I'm neurodivergent as well. Get out. That's great. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's so, where we're gonna end it. Yes. Because I don't feel great. <laughs> Agreed. I keep doing this, like you know, when you seek yeah. pressure, and so you have to pull against and push against things. That's where I'm at. It's great. Love it. <laughs> and then I do it, and I like use my muscles, and as soon as I stop, I almost pass out. Yeah. It's a fun time. Well, I hope you've um, enjoyed our musings and gotten something out of it, at least. Mm-hmm. Or if there was something that you could relate to, uh, drop us a comment if you would be so kind. Follow us, share, chill, like, subscribe, <laughs> all the things. We love you. Please, please love us. <laughs> love me. Love me. And join the Discord if you want to talk to some lovely people or yes. read about things that are going on that are similar to your experiences. Yeah absolutely we do different things every week um and we talk on fridays at our lives Mm -hmm. and you can help us plan episodes which has been really awesome lately yeah it's cool to get everybody else's like voices on what 
what you guys want to hear is important to us too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you guys have fresh uh, ideas and things. It's good stuff. All right. With that, thank you so much for coming along with us. We really appreciate it. Uh, please like, share, subscribe, check out the website. PayPal. Coffee, you know. You know the drill. The drill. It's all there. But we love you. Be kind to you. Be kind to others. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. I said it for you that time. Are you pleased? So wait, every other time you never said it for me? <clears throat> every other time you were saying it for yourself, but this is the one time you said it for me? Yeah, because you I were love upset it. by the last time. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think I, it was two times ago. I, I don't understand why this is a thing now. <laughs> Yes, I love when you do the outro. It's a good outro. It's a good shtick. It's my shtick. God damn it. I have ADHD and my shtick changes every day. I don't know what to tell you. I'm mercurial as fuck. Bye. Peace. And she's dead. <laughs>